Okay, this should be working. Um, I actually was gonna listen to music. I really, really, really want to listen to music. Hold on. Let me make sure that it's still going. My phone does this weird thing that if I hit like some weird combination of buttons, there we go. It's still working. Um, it goes to this weird like drawing thing. I don't know if it's like a quick note function. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's kind of annoying. Uh, a kind of a little bit. I don't even know if I'll need sunglasses today, so I don't think I'll be using those. Um, okay. It is Halloween time! No, not the date. It is not the date of Halloween, which I think Halloween might come right around a full moon, which is exciting. I freaking love full moons. I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about Michael Myers. And no, not Mike Myers. Not the funny man from Austin Powers. And uh, Saturday Night Live, I'm talking about Mike Myers, the the killer. He's the one you don't know the name of, right? He's not Jason. He's not Freddy. Okay, he's the other one. He's the other guy. Okay. There we go. That's the one I'm gonna go see. Not seen any of his movies. Um, I think maybe one day uh, I watched uh, a Halloween movie. Maybe one day. Hooah! But I don't really remember it, and I, all I remember is that there was, like, this old doctor guy. He was wearing, like, a private investigator's old-school long jacket. It was brown, and he was kind of old, balding, and he had a beard. Uh, and he was helping, um, what's-her-face? Uh, I'm the Crypt Keeper from Freaky Friday. I forget her name. Um, she's also in the Nutra yogurt whatever commercials. Uh, she was also in it as well, in the original. I remember the Rob Zombie remake a little bit. I only watched it once, and it was... I wasn't, you know... It wasn't anything to go, I'm gonna watch this movie again, right? So, I don't know much about the series. I'm previewing this, um... And while I preview this, I want to talk about another, uh... Movie, well, TV show that I watched on Netflix. Very spooky incredible, incredibly shot in, at times, a little bit slow near the end, but incredible, an incredible show, maybe the coolest spooky TV show since American Horror Story seasons one, two, and maybe even three, um, it's like AHS, American Horror Story, in its prime on, like, gasoline, like, uh, like rocket fuel, right, I'm talking about The Haunting at Hill House, that TV show on Netflix showed such great uh, uh, promise. So good. Thank you, Carr, for letting me go. Uh, that's nice of you. Uh, but, oh, man, the cast, first of all, the cast, it's a lot of people you don't know. You recognize these people, right? But you don't know their names. You go, wait, I know you from somewhere but I don't remember where. Wait, hey, I know you from somewhere. I just can't really put my finger on it. So I don't even really know where these people are from. Uh, but man, is it really, really well acted. And the way that they put the episodes together with the flash forwards and the flashbacks is incredible. It's interesting. It was almost like Lost, where sometimes you'd be like, Wait, am I watching? What What am I watching now? Is this in the present? Is this in the past? What's happening? Right? 
There is a really cool scene in uh, A Haunting at Hill House. It's episode five. It's the first 20 minutes of that episode, okay? And there's a funeral in this episode. And this whole episode takes place in this one room of the funeral. And it kind of branches off to a couple other rooms. But for the most part, it stays isolated in that parlor. Uh, in that, uh, yeah, that parlor. So, pretty cool, pretty spooky. Because for 20 minutes, they do not cut the camera. They have... Uh, the characters changing from young to old in this. They've got a character going from one set of the spooky funeral parlor to the old house in not in there, no camera cut at all. It's amazing. It is, it's impressive. It's one of the most impressive shots I've seen in TV that I can't, I, I can't, I, I want to watch it back. I want to watch it back. And it was so drama filled. Every line that was being said by each character was there at their emotional wreck. Every single one of them. It's the culmination. You're at the top of the peak of the mountain and you're looking down on the other side and you're, and you just strapped on your skis or your snowboard and you've just taken the dip. You've taken the dip down the other side and that's what it felt like. It felt like that rush of being dropped off of a mountain, that, that butterfly feeling that you get in in your stomach. Okay, all right, Chevy, look, man. There's nowhere to go. There's a Kia Spectre right in front of me. I can't go nowhere, man. You better hop off my ass before you... I'm in a bit of a mood. I'm in a bit of a mood, man. I'm in a bit of a mood. Look, okay, so, uh, man, you want me to Mormon, Mormon blockade you? Boy, I will do it. I will do it. No, you know what's better? You know what's better? You know what's better than a Mormon blockade, friends? You know what's better than a Mormon blockade? Letting the asshole go ahead of you. Take that ticket. Take it from me. Take the ticket. Take the ticket. Take it. You take that ticket, son. You take that ticket. I don't want it. I don't need it. Okay. <laughs> Um, now there are times in the TV show that I was a little upset. Uh, most of the time it was when it was slow and I was a little like, uh, concerned. I was like, well, I don't know what's going on here. And, uh, I don't know. And I wasn't bored because everything that was happening on the show was interesting. I was just like, hmm. You had me, I don't know, it's kind of like a badly booked um, sporting event, right? Where maybe it's, they're going back and forth at the beginning of the, of the, the basketball game, right? Halftime, it's tied. And then the third quarter, it, uh, it, it, it they go up by 50 points. And then the fourth quarter is just them running out the clock. A little bit boring. Uh, that's kind of what I felt. I wasn't bored, but I can tell that the pacing at the end of the show was a little off. The beginning of the show, the first five episodes, no complaints. Every episode was different. You learn something new every episode. The last five episodes, I mean, it really took a long time to get to the end of the show. And that would have been maybe my only complaint about the show overall. 
Other than that, I feel like it's a great show. I feel like it is a 100% watchable show. And it's scary. It's genuinely scary. It's spooky at times. Uh, Not only are you uh, surprised at things, the jump scares are top-notch. They they come out of nowhere. You expect a jump scare uh, when the music stops, when it goes... And then it gets quiet. You know how they do that? They, then it gets quiet. And then they wait. And you're like, it's going to happen. The, the, the tension is building. It's building here. Something is going to happen here. Right? And then something happens. Something spooky happens. Right? In the TV show, uh, they do that. But they do it so cleverly. They make the, the thing come out of a spot you weren't suspecting. They, uh, they change up the amount of time that they try to tense you up with the tension. It's incredibly well-crafted. The show is incredibly well-crafted. I do wish, however, the overall story was a little bit better. I could have written something more interesting... And I'm still left with questions. That's the other thing it reminded me about uh, Lost. I was like, wow, I'm still kind of, like, curious. Like, wait, I still have so many questions. Like, what's happening here? What's happening here? Why did he look like that? Why? What? What? So there's some issues there that had to be dealt with. But overall, fantastic show. All right, so now let's continue previewing Halloween. Nothing else is coming out this weekend. Nothing else. Uh, So this is what I'm going to go watch. Now, the only real reason I'm going to go watch this is because I've got a lot of time on my hands. Uh, It's fall break. And when you work for the after-school department, fall break is an entire week off. And that can get a little bit, you know, uh, meh, right? A little bit meh. Where you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do for all this amount of time. What am I going to do? I'm going to go see a movie with some friends. That's what I'm going to do. I have plans in place. I've got a schedule. Uh, You know, I mean, the bank account is healthy. It's been a hell of a good uh, few weeks, honestly. It's been fan-freaking-tastic. It's been great. Um, yeah, I was gonna go all the way over, but hey, whatever, we get stuck by the light, doesn't much matter. We got 20 minutes. I'm gonna be there in five. Other than that, I got nothing much to say. It's been great, uh, you know, uh, say la vie, I guess. <laughs> Such is life. I don't really need to say much else. That's what we're doing tonight, and I'll be back with the review of Halloween. Ciao. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I don't even know where to start, honestly. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Last week I watched Predator for the second time, and though it is a bad movie, um, at least I enjoyed it. Uh, okay, so let's begin Halloween. Alright, we're watching Halloween. I'm getting back 
trying to go home. Trying to go home. Oh, shoot, man. I think my friends just got pulled over. That <laughs> sucks. Goddamn. Uh, whoa. Why is there a police officer going that way? Uh, should we go check it out? Maybe we should. Uh, okay. So, uh, I... I don't even know where to begin, honestly. Uh, let's talk about the um, overall impressions of the movie. My overall impressions of this movie. Uh, I didn't like it. It's. It might be... It might be my least favorite movie. No. Tomb Raider was definitely my least favorite movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tomb Raider was definitely my least favorite movie of the year so far. This one's a close second place. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, a lot of it didn't make any sense uh, until it was explained to me. And then even then I was like, that still doesn't make any sense. I mean, a little bit of it does, but it still doesn't make any sense. What's happening here? I'm very confused. I spent most of the movie sighing like a... <sighs> It wasn't boring. I was like, okay, what what ridiculous thing is going to happen uh, next? Because, my God, this movie might as well have been a YouTube fan film with the amount of ridiculous things. Uh, I don't know how many sins it's going to get on Cinema Sins. Uh, I imagine over 3,000. I imagine Cinema Sins is going to go, this is all ridiculous. I'm just going to add on 3,000 Sins right now. That's what I imagine is going to happen because, boy, did I think this movie was choppy and all over the place. Um, I did not enjoy it. Now, let's get to the stuff that I did enjoy so that I'm not being a little bit bitter here because there was some good stuff that I was like, okay, I like this. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, here we go. First, I want to get to Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis plays the main character, old grandmother Strode. And she, her character makes sense. Her character went through a tragedy. Her character has evolved and changed since that first movie. Her character is now a uh, uh, an end-of-times type, I'm preparing for the worst... Uh, individual. She is preparing all of her guns. She is, uh, she's got a doomsday house with a creepy basement. Uh, like she's prepared. She is stocked up to the nines. So the character of the grandmother, I love, I loved that character. That was a good character. Whenever she was on screen, I believed her. She wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis to me. She was grandmother Schrode. I was like, okay, I believe you. You're good. Here's where they messed up. Beginning credits, right? beginning credits of this movie. This is where I was like, oh, yikes, here we go. They show all of the producers, the writers, all this stuff. They show Danny McBride as the writer of this movie. Danny McBride is a comedian. He's a comic, comedic actor. And that is when I went, oh, oh no. That's, oh. Maybe, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe it'll be okay. Get Out was pretty good. You know, uh, John Krasinski's uh, super quiet movie, whatever it was called. I forget what it was called. That was pretty good. Maybe, 
maybe Danny McBride can do something here. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I shouldn't have. So here we go. Very first scene in, uh, in, in the movie is them going into the penitentiary and they're trying to taunt Michael with the mask. So you see it in the trailer. There's these two podcasters. They're not even reporters. They're podcasters. Okay, so the two podcasters are trying to get into the soup, spooky story of Michael Myers. Right? He's been in prison or in wherever he is, uh, the hospital, for 40 years. Uh, and they're just trying to get him to say something. The creepy doctor goes, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't ever talk. Maybe you'll get him to talk if you show him his creepy mask. So they show him the creepy mask. He doesn't talk, but the, all of the weird people around him start freaking out for no real reason. And there were better ways to shoot this and make it believable or interesting. But no, they just had a lot of crazy people reacting really strange. Um, and that was when I was like, okay, the direction of this movie is going to be real weird. Because I remember the Rob Zombie one. The Rob Zombie one uh, was gory and violent and and not scary, but oh my God, he's so violent. Like, ooh, right? Whereas this one is ridiculous. Hilariously so. Hilarious, hilariously bad, right? So what ends up happening here is uh, he gets out, of course. He gets out and starts uh, killing people. Now, how he gets out, I have another problem with. We see Grandmother Strode freaking out about him getting transferred, okay? Because she wants to make sure that he's dead. She she freaks out, she starts drinking a lot, and she goes to the prison to watch this transfer. Now, there's two ways they could have done this that would have been fan-freaking-tastic. They end up not doing it. The first way, you have Grandmother Strode just escort the prison bus safely to the... Um, the other prison or whatever, and she makes absolutely sure that he gets there safely. Now, the bus could have, you know, something crazy could happen to the bus. Maybe the, the psychiatrist uh, does something. Maybe the cops accidentally mess with him or something. I don't know. Something could have happened where he escapes. She tries to stop him and fails. So then she has to go do something. That's, that's route one they could have taken that would have been totally okay and fine. Route two, which would have been way more interesting, in my opinion. If I was writing it, this is how I would have wrote it. She is so deluded and out of her mind, she's going to break Michael out on her own. And the reason she does this is because she doesn't want him rotting in a cell. She doesn't want to live in a world where he's in it anymore. He's pure evil. He's always going to be pure evil. He's going to be bad. She needs to kill him. She has turned completely crazy. She will not cure that itch until she kills him. She has to be the one to do it. She has to see him dead. She has to be the one to do it. That would be interesting, okay? Then you have a cat and mouse, maybe a prey predator type thing with uh, uh, Grandmother Strode and Michael Myers, okay? They don't do that. Here's what they end up doing. Super crazy psychiatrist guy goes... I want to know what it is like to be inside of your brain. I'm going to do something. We don't get to see it, but he escapes somehow. The bus is all over the place. A poor little boy and his father, they're farmers. They pull up on the bus that's already overturned. All the crazy people have escaped. The cops are dead. Father goes into the fog to check it out. He doesn't show up again. And then the little boy takes a gun and 
goes looking for his dad, which I don't understand why, whatever. Okay. So he's got a gun. He goes everywhere. He's, he's pointing it at people. He points it at the cop for way too long, even though the cop is dead. Uh, and then he goes into the bus. And the first thing he sees is this psychiatrist guy going, don't let him go. Don't let him escape. And then he goes, pow, bang, kill him. And he shoots him. Now, I thought it was in the chest, but it was in the arm, so he's okay. Uh, now I'm confused as to what the plan was by the crazy psychiatrist guy. Was his plan to have Michael escape? I think so. Was his plan to be with Michael as Michael created all these terrible things? I think so. So why isn't he with Michael? Why isn't he, like, being taken as a hostage by Michael and then at the end of the movie we find out no he's not a hostage he's been helping Michael and and that's how he's getting that's how he knows how to drive that's how he knows uh, you know all these things there's all these things that Michael would not know how to do or how to react or information that he would not know or know even how to get or possess um, and yet the doctor would so the doctor could be teaming up with Michael to see what it's like to uh, see get inside of his mind a little bit, which is what his character's ambition was. That doesn't happen. Somehow he gets knocked out, and the little boy shoots him, and then the little boy goes back to the truck because he's scared. And, oh, man, I guess he's... Uh, I'm a little stuffed up. Uh, so little boy goes back to the truck because he's scared and he's going to try to drive away because he's spooked. And the, uh, and Michael kills him. Michael kills this little boy. This kid's like 10 years old, maybe 12. Maybe 12. Bashes his head in. Bashes his head in. It's violent. It's the first death you see from Michael Myers. He bashes his head against the car until you see, uh, that the kid is dead. Kills a kid. Okay, we've set up that Michael is completely evil. He is not even above killing children. Okay, I'm okay with this right now, I, although I'm a little confused as to what happened at the bus, especially because um, Grandmother Strode had a weird freak out, so we don't really know what's going on at this point, even though I've already told you. All right, so then Michael starts going and killing what seems like random people. I had a friend tell me, because he was like, oh... No, those were his nurses. So he went back for revenge on his nurses who had him institutionalized in the first place. Okay. Uh, okay. That makes sense to me. All right. I wish they would have made that a little bit more clear. Maybe there was something I was missing. I don't know. Up to that point, the movie was uh, honestly pretty terrible. So I was kind of out of it already. Uh, yeah, overall pretty bad. So I didn't really catch that. And then he goes, and for whatever reason, I don't understand this. For whatever reason, the granddaughter, the granddaughter of this movie has friends. She has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend has a best friend. And she has a best friend who has a boyfriend. So there's like five friends for whatever reason, the best friend of the girl says, she's babysitting this little black kid. She says, we have the house all, the little black kid's right there. He's right there. 
She says, we have the house to ourselves. I can't wait for you to come over and don't forget to bring your alakazam. And she says it in a weird way. And he, and the little black kid actually opens his mouth. I didn't think he was going to say anything. I was like, this movie's so terrible. He's not even going to say anything or acknowledge it. He's just going to go, okay, crazy white lady, whatever. No, he goes, bitch. <laughs> he, he gets full on uh, ratchet. Hilariously so. I thought it was great. This kid was my favorite character in the whole movie. Sorry for the profanity. Uh, he was, he goes, I know that you trying to bring weed up in my house. I know you a bad babysitter. And she goes, oh yeah, well, I'm going to tell your mom. I'm going to tell your mom about your browsing history. And then he goes, no, you won't. So they have this fun little exchange. And I was like, okay, this is a funny part of the movie that actually is funny. And the dialogue is good. I like this. This is good funny in a scary movie right before you kill them. Because we've established that Michael is killing uh, kids now. So they have this whole little argument. And then he, and then she goes, man, go, you just need to go to bed. And he goes, fine, I'm going to bed. So he goes to bed and he keeps looking at his closet. Okay, so he's scared. He's like a scared little kid. He's got nightlights, all this fun stuff. Okay, sure. We cut back to Michael still killing people. He's killing nurses. It seems like he's just killing random people, whoever he kind of wants to kill. But it ends up being people he knew, I guess. Um, so he's killing these people. And he kills one of the nurse ladies. And the nurse, and he kills her with a hammer, bashes her brains in, takes a knife, and he's going to continue on killing. Okay? He hears a baby crying. Now, he's already killed one kid. Here's a baby crying. Looks at the baby in the baby crib. Baby's crying. He's standing over the baby with the knife. He's standing over the crib looking down at the baby. Pure evil. Pure evil incarnate. Walks away from the baby. Does not kill the baby. My friend tried to tell me. The reasoning for this is because he's not heartless or something. He's. They said he was evil incarnate. They said... He will kill whoever he needs to. He doesn't care. He does not care. All he likes to do is kill. That's all he likes to do. But he doesn't like killing kids. Okay, so then why did he kill the little kid at the beginning of the movie? Why did he kill that kid? That kid was no threat. There was no reason to kill the kid. The kid got taken by surprise. You could have knocked him out, tossed him out of the car. But no, you decided to bash his brains in. Why are you killing a 10-year-old little boy, but not a baby? Then he goes to the black kid's house. I don't know how he gets in the black kid's house. I don't know how he gets in the black kid's room. But the black kid goes, the boogeyman, boogeyman, he's in my closet. So then the, the girlfriend goes, okay, her boyfriend has, has shown up, by the way. We're not even, I'm home. Right? And we're not even done ripping apart this movie. Not even long, by a long shot. <laughs> so she's, she's scared. So she goes, oh my god, it's a sound. Boyfriend, go up there. What is that sound? Boyfriend and her sneak to the stairs. Black kid goes, ah, boogeyman. There's a boogeyman in my room. It's scary. And then she goes, ha, that's not scary. And then she goes up the stairs on her own. And then the and then the boyfriend goes, "All right, peace out. I'm going to go this way." And he leaves her alone. I don't understand. 
I don't get it. I don't get it. She was just frightened for her life. She was just scared. And I'm home, by the way. And (laughs) she was just scared for her life. Wanted to send her boyfriend upstairs. They haven't figured out what the problem was. They think something spooky's happening. And when they find out something spooky is happening, she suddenly is not scared anymore. And she's going to go up there all by herself and play a prank on the little kid. So she goes in the room. She looks all over the room. She doesn't see anything. She scares the little kid and she says, See, nothing's there. And then Michael's suddenly in the room. How did he get in the room? Did she not check? Why is he so quiet? Why didn't he kill the little black kid like he killed the little 10-year-old? Why? (laughs) So many questions were running through my head. He kills the blonde girl. The little black kid is trying to reach for the blonde girl because they actually like each other. You can tell that they have a relationship. Like, oh, you're my nanny. I like you. You're my kid I'm looking after. I like you too. They They have a good relationship. He tries to save her. Michael stabs her in the spine and she screams. And he goes, F this. And then he runs out the door, meets the boyfriend. The boyfriend takes a knife and goes, F this, but he, and then it cuts away. We don't see anything else behind that. I don't know where the little black kid went, whatever. Now at this point, the main storyline, they're trying to track Michael down. There's a police officer, and then there's a black guy in a cowboy hat. I don't know why the black guy in the cowboy hat is there. I don't know what his purpose was. He only shows up in the movie twice to say something ridiculous. He's only there for whatever ridiculous meaning. I don't know why he's there. He doesn't die. He doesn't get murdered. He doesn't do anything important. I don't know why he's in the movie. Really weird. Really, really weird. They are trying to track down Michael. Grandmother Strode knows that Michael is out. So she's going to go, I'm going to go kill him. And this is when I'm like, oh, okay, cool. She's not scared. She's empowered. She's going to go kill Michael. Oh my God, we didn't even get to the dad. This movie, I'm not even going to spoil it. It's so bad. You have to go see it just because of how bad it is. I didn't even get to half of it. Eventually, they get to the crazy grandmother Strode's house. And it's all end of times bunkered out. Guns everywhere. Traps everywhere. Lights everywhere. uh, Downstairs, hidden rooms. It's decked out, right? Every door has an auto lock function. Um, decked out. Michael Myers eventually gets there. We haven't even got, we didn't even get to the part where the psychiatrist uh, ends up killing the white cop guy because he wanted to feel like it, what it was like to murder people. And then Michael kills him anyway. I don't know what the hell was going on with that. It was just all over the place. And then he gets to the house and he's hunting down the Strodes and he kills the jujitsu dad. I'm not joking. The jujitsu dad who hates having peanut butter on his penis. I'm not joking. This is real stuff that was in the movie. And, uh... It's so so bad. And in, in the final encounter, I'm so confused at how it played out. I'd have to watch it at least 20 more times to figure out how everything happened the way it did. But whatever. They finally trap him in the underground room. And she has rigged the entire house to go up in flames. It's a firebomb. Her house is a firebomb. And she knew it. She planned it. She said, just in case Michael gets out, I'm going to have a hidden room in my basement. And I'm going to trap him in there. And I'm going to light my house on fire until it burns to the ground. Then he'll finally be dead. Okay. Well, 
We don't get to see him die. They don't get to see him die. So how do you know if he's dead? And then it just cuts and says Halloween. That was truly a terrible movie. Now, my friend said, you would really rather watch The Predator again. And I said, yeah, I'd rather watch The Predator five more times than this movie even one more time because it was so cringingly bad. There, There's bad that's so bad it's kind of funny. And then there's bad like this where it's like cringy and I don't know what direction they were going. And uh, the, oh, the jokes in this movie were so bad. They were so terrible. At one point, the boyfriend, for no reason, cheats on his girlfriend with some hot chick. And then he doesn't care about it. And she's mad at him because he's drinking. Not because she cheated on him, but because he's drinking. And then he gets mad at her for whatever reason. And takes her phone and tosses it in a bowl of pudding. Not joking. It really happened in the movie. Tosses the phone in a bowl of pudding. He doesn't die. He doesn't ever show up again. The boyfriend was just there to get rid of the phone so that the girlfriend didn't have her phone. So then the girlfriend and her and her boyfriend's best friend talk about how her boyfriend's a jackass. And then he goes, I'm horny. Not joking. He goes, I'm horny and wants to go after her. And she pushes him away and gets mad at him and leaves him in a field. Michael Myers shows up and kills this poor kid in the funniest fashion I've seen since Scary Movie uh, 1, where the, the lady is trapped in the garage, and she's too big to get out of the doggy door, and then she eventually ends up killing herself because she's dumb. That's what happens to him. It was hilarious. It was funny. It was well shot. I liked that part of the movie. Then, for whatever reason, she goes around, and she sees that her friend is dead. Michael Myers sees her. And that's how Michael Myers eventually gets to the end of the house. I don't know. This whole movie was just terrible. This whole movie was terrible. There were some very small bright spots here and there that I liked. But overall, it was complete rubbish. Trash. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And honestly, people say Venom was bad. People say The Predator was terrible. I... This was bad. This was a bad movie. And I feel bad because Jamie Lee Curtis did a hell of a job. She did really, really solid work. And I'm sure her vision was great. But then she went along and hired Danny McBride to write the script. And that is where I think the movie screwed up. I gave Danny McBride a chance. Based off of Get Out and A Quiet Place. And it, it really screwed me over. And now I'm in a car all alone. I wasn't scared at all. That movie wasn't scary movie wasn't scary. I'm going to go into my house. It's dark. I'm not even going to turn the light on. Because I'm not... It didn't spook me. It wasn't scary at all. My recommendation is skip this movie, honestly. Go watch it if you want to tear something apart. Because uh, it's a bad movie. But if you want to be scared, and you want to be entertained, and you want to be riveted, and you want things to make sense, then you want to go see Netflix. It's at home. You can watch it right now. Log on to Netflix. Watch... The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Ten episodes, ten hours, and it was 100,000% better than Halloween. Halloween was terrible. It is my second least favorite movie of the year, only behind Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was bad. This movie was bad. They were both terrible. They're the only two movies that I would e never, ever, ever watch again. I do not want to watch Halloween again. I do not care about Michael Myers. They've broken it for me. I hate it. I hate it. 
people hated what they did with uh, Star Wars. But goddamn, at least Star Wars was a good movie. I mean, yeah, it's a weird direction, but at least it was a good movie. A lot of it didn't make sense, but at least it was a good movie. This movie, I did not like. Didn't like it. All right, I'm done ranting. Uh, Boy, uh, I'm going to go play Black Ops. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you for listening. This has been the... uh, (laughs) Driving Me Crazy podcast. That being said, ladies and gents, ciao.